in to the Quintessential Ministry Podcast. Um, This is kind of a unique episode of this new podcast we've been doing in 2020. Um, If you've tuned in along the way, then you know I usually have various guests on and people who uh, I do ministry with or I just walk through life with, friends of mine, um, co-workers, whatever the case may be. Um, And actually, I had a podcast recorded and scheduled to come out today. Um, that was kind of like my story and how I ended up in the seat that I currently sit in every day. And uh, my my path to ministry is uh, pretty unorthodox. So I just took a few minutes about a month ago, sat down and kind of recorded it to share with anyone who may not know, hadn't heard, or um, yeah, I just kind of unloaded some of that and thought it would be a good way to share um, who I am and um, some of my background. But things have changed in the last uh, couple of weeks. If you are living on planet Earth, then you know right now we are in the middle of, um, I don't want to use the word global crisis, that seems a bit daunting and not hopeful, Um, but we are facing a situation called the coronavirus. um, And I am absolutely not an expert and not someone who's going to change gears on my podcast and tell you everything I know about the coronavirus. Uh, If I were to do that, I would encourage you to shut this off right now. But what I wanted to do um, is just speak to my friends and my followers and my people that listen to this and give you some of my perspective and things my wife and I are doing, um, my coworkers and I are doing as we approach this situation that literally no one on this planet knows how to do perfectly. No one on this planet has faced such a situation at such a level. And I keep reminding myself and my friends and my coworkers that um, we are all in some way, shape, or form making this up as we go, doing the best we can with what we know, where we're at, which is my definition of stewardship. Um, and so we're just really trying to figure it out together and it feels like every day new levels and new things are kind of brought our way, new decisions from government or politicians or, um, you know, just just new things. Last week it felt like, um, hey, we're going to keep having services, but we're going to clean our church better. And then all of a sudden in a pretty quick swoop, it kind of turned into no gatherings of 250 or more. Um so that immediately put Erie First, our church, on a hiatus for three Sundays, two full weeks. Um, starting today, today's March 15th, as I'm sitting here recording this in my dining room. So, um, yeah, it's just been a, a crazy couple of days. Um, and, you know, hopefully, I, I'm really believing that the steps we're taking are preventative and uh, that maybe here in just a couple of weeks we can resume life as normal Um, I know that's what we all want, and um, yeah, it's just, it's a very unique situation, Um, and so here's what I would like to do just for the next few minutes. This isn't going to be a long chat, but really, I just want to encourage anyone who's hearing this and just give some perspective. Um, This is how I'm looking at it. This is how I'm approaching it. If you care, I'm going to share it with you, and um, you know, let's go from there. So uh, step one would be this. I think, um, you know, we live in Pennsylvania. We're on a two-week, no large gatherings for two weeks. I have a lot of family back in New York where I'm from. 
uh, and their schools in the town I grew up in are off for a full month starting tomorrow. So it's kind of different state to state. I saw some stuff about Ohio not encouraging bars and restaurants to be um, visited. So it's weird how it's different state to state, but at the end of the day, we're all being asked in some way, shape, or form to slow down to uh, social distance. I think that's going to be the word that, um, you know, that we take with us from 2020 um, is social distancing. But um, while while we're trying to do that, um, I guess my encouragement would just be, you know, one of the things I've been preaching, teaching, and sharing on social media, Facebooking, all the different things since about October, November, uh, when my wife and I went away to um, Colorado and we were encouraged to do the one minute pause a couple times a day and really slow down and find healing for our soul. Um, We were encouraged to slow down and find healing for our soul. And so, I know um, having your kids stuck at home with you and for two weeks or three weeks or one month, whatever the case may be, um, doesn't feel like slowing down. There is the opportunity for that and the potential for that. And so um, that's really what we're seeking to do. I obviously will still work um, a pretty normal week uh, with the exceptions of my Sunday mornings looking differently for a couple of Sundays, Um, hopefully just a couple of Sundays. But you know, um, whether you're a teacher or, uh, you know, whatever the case is, I, I, I don't want to speak um, specifically about anybody's jobs because I don't know. Everybody's got a different situation. But in some way, shape or form, this is an opportunity to parent your kids very uniquely. Um, I sat down for lunch with my kids today and said, we need to have a family meeting And then I just told him how, you know, sometimes we skip school and we skip church because we're not feeling good. And right now there's this really crazy thing happening in the world called Corona where everybody's staying home to make sure they don't feel sick, you know. And it's, you know, our kids are really little, six and under, so I got to keep it pretty simple. But uh, my parent friends out there, I would just encourage you to be honest with your kids but also be um, hopeful. And, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's really kind of my thought on that is just, we're kind of being forced to slow down. And I think as Americans, um, we do not like that. I'll just speak very simply. We are not a fan of slowing down. And so, um, I don't know. I would, I would say this, I would pray. I will pray. And I would encourage you to pray for God to do a work in you as you are forced to slow down to show you where am I running too hard? Where am I running too fast? Why is this such an inconvenience to me? Of course, it's an inconvenience on the natural level, the the basic level, but am I getting... um, am I getting unreasonably upset at the idea of having a couple of weeks off or a couple of weeks of interruption and inconvenience um, I mean, to, to take it to a little bit less intense place, I would say this. I mean, all of sports has been taken from us, right? Um, and I love sports. Sports is like my thing. Um, but good grief. Like, please, if, if I would say if you're unreasonably upset about all sports being taken from your life, that's probably a great place to start. 
uh, checking your priorities because at the end of the day, it is just sports. My favorite sports guy, uh, sports commentator says, love your life like your sports. And that's like, that's what it's all about. So uh, anyways, all that to say, um, let God do a work in you through this season. Let God make you a you know, a better parent, a different type of parent than you were before, uh, before you had to explain such a situation to your children. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just kind of one of those chances to really zoom out and think about what matters, uh, most. Um, cause ultimately I would say if two, three weeks from now we can resume our life as normal, um, my stance will be, I don't know if that helped or not, but it sure didn't hurt, and I'm glad that we had to take the steps we did. I'm glad we took the steps that we did to potentially stave off a pretty big problem. So anyways, that's my stance on that. The other thing, um, from a Christianity standpoint, I really think, um, and this is uh, maybe a weird place to go, but I'm going to go there. I'm a pastor. So um, from a Christianity standpoint, you know, um, if you read the Bible, things get tense at the end. You know, if you read the New Testament, um, all of the apostles faced great persecution at the sake of their faith. And I think, you know, um, probably everybody listening to this um, was born in the United States of America, and we have been afforded the opportunity to live in what has been called a Christian nation and is a Christian nation. But at the end of the day, um, that is the exception, not the rule. And most people have to fight for their faith. Most people have to contend for their faith in ways we completely take for granted. Um, and we, I say that in such a light that we pick and choose whether we'll even go to church some Sundays. And right now we're in a situation where church isn't allowed to be attended if it's a gathering of a certain size um, because of, you know, this coronavirus, this pandemic, as they're calling it. But, man, I really hope this is a priority check in that that way because um, other countries, it's not as simple as do I feel like going or not. It's not as simple. I mean, this we're talking about your faith in your Savior. We're talking about... Um, I mean, in, in a month or so, we're going to celebrate Easter and uh, we're going to celebrate the greatest act, the greatest miracle that ever happened, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the salvation that we can experience because of it. And so, um, you know, I say all that Colossians 3 talks about the cost of discipleship. There's a cost to it. And I don't say that in such a way to, to put another thing on you that you have to think about. I say that to you know, really just kind of encourage you to check um, what is my intensity level, my seriousness level with my faith. At Erie First, we're uh, in the middle of a 40-day challenge for Lent. We're sending out texts every single morning at 9 a.m., encouraging you, uh, sending you to different places in Scripture, reminding you of what you may have learned in the sermon. And the, But the point of Lent is to take something out of your life and replace it with more of Jesus, more of the Word, more of the Holy Spirit, more of God, all things, all things God, right? And so, um, 
Hopefully, if you've been doing that with us or if you've been doing anything of that nature, you've started to realize the importance of prioritizing things of your faith. Uh, because we are called, in fact, Pastor Nicole and I, um, and this is a great segue to kind of my ending thought for this, uh, what I'm calling this last minute podcast, but um, Pastor Nicole and I met this morning at Erie First Assembly and we recorded our message. You can find it on the Erie First Facebook page, YouTube channel. Um, It's up there. And it was a message on the theology of the church. We're doing this series called the 30 Minute Theology. And we were already scheduled a month ago when we when we mapped out this series or two months ago, whatever it was, on March the 15th, we were going to discuss the theology of the church. And here we are, today's day one, <clears throat> and the message was actually pretty much written. We obviously made some tweaks at the last minute with these changes, but the message was this, the word that we use so liberally, the word church, uh, actually isn't found in the New Testament. The word that is found in the New Testament is ecclesia, which is best described as the assembly of people. But what it speaks to in ecclesia is a people who have been called out and separated and called to influence whatever situation they are in, whatever room they are in. And so traditionally, in the Old Testament and in the Jewish tradition, the synagogue was where you went to be influenced. You went to the synagogue, you were taught from a rabbi, and hopefully it influenced your behavior and you left different and you changed and you acted different, right? But the ecclesia is different because we live with Jesus inside of us and the Holy Spirit empowering our movements. And so we do that seven days a week, everywhere we go. Um, And then when we come together in the church, what we call the church, that is just to remind ourselves of those things, to celebrate and to praise our Lord and Savior for all he has done and who he has made us. And so that is truly um, what the word ecclesia means and that differentiation between Uh, church and ecclesia. I do not, um, I'm not going to recap all of it. Go online, you can watch the sermon, you can check it out. Uh, But that's really the the, um, five minute flyby. But here's why I say that. And this is kind of my wrap up point. I appreciate you tuning into this. I hope it has been an encouragement to you. And I hope in just a couple of weeks, we can jump back into uh, to our regularly regularly scheduled programming with this podcast. But uh, I believe this uh, global crisis, the situation that we are facing, is a real test uh, of our faith and a real opportunity for us to rise up and be the ecclesia. This is our chance to uh, step up and be called out and influence our neighbors and our neighborhoods and the people around us. And we have a chance to live different as we have been called to live different And we have the Holy Spirit inside of us to empower us to do it, okay? That is much easier said than done. Uh, But I think that, you know, God, yeah, the New Testament, the Bible in general, but the New Testament is full of encouragements and reminders that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a, a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We are different. We live different, and we have been afforded a different opportunity 
Um, and so I just want to encourage you to do that, to rise up, uh, to honor God with all that you do, to trust him, to have faith. I preached uh, just over a month ago a message on how it's so important that we're regularly filling up with the word for when we really truly need it. And of course, we need it every single day. But man, when we come into situations like this, we need those truths to stand on and those anchors to hold to and just that rock-solid foundation to cling to uh, so we can get through it. Because every situation, um, every situation like this, and there's never been a situation like this, but every trying situation, it is our faith in Jesus Christ that gets us through and that powers us through. So I am praying for you, and um, we love you from Erie First Assembly. Um, if there's anything that you need, feel free to, to look us up, email us, shoot us a message on Facebook or find me online. Um, we are, you know, looking to be accessible and looking to, uh, keep connection. Even though we can't have big group gatherings, uh, we know that we can continue to connect. And I think it's amazing that, you know, we live in a time where we can shoot us a video of our sermon Sunday morning and it can be live on the internet uh, in some cases, immediately for us, it was by 2 p.m. And so um, we are more set up for this situation than I think we even realize. And everything is going to be okay. We serve the God of the universe. This may have been a surprise to us, but it certainly was not a surprise to him. Uh, that was made very obvious to me when the subject matter we were teaching on was the fact that the church is not a building, but it is a group of people who have been called out uh, to, to influence those around them. So anyways, uh, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this has been an encouragement to you and maybe a bit of a break, uh, from the chaos that is the regular news feed. but I know I did hit on that same subject. So anyways, uh, we will get through it. I do believe that. And I'm grateful, uh, to know who holds all of this situation in his hands. So we'll catch you in a couple weeks here on the quintessential ministry podcast. I was wondering